0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Now, if you've received your victory tonight... Won't you give the Lord a mighty shout of praise? Come on, let me hear you. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. If you believe you received a breakthrough tonight, your prayer was answered, God intervened in your situation. Come on, one more time. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, do it like you really mean it. Come on, let me hear you like you really mean it. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Woo. Nice. I love it. It's like resting after a run. Amen. How many of you feel lighter? Let me see your shoulders. Let me feel it. Let me see it. Just do it. Just do it. Come on. You know, like, just like shake it off. Shake it off. Come on, shake it off. Here we go. Yeah. Just shake it off. (sighs) (sighs) maybe we should just go on like this the whole night, you know, amen. Praise the Lord. I want you guys to know, if you feel that you're not being discipled here in the church, you don't feel like you're connected, you don't feel like anybody's caring for you, connect with us. I wanna invite you, connect with us. I know some of you like it under the radar, in and out, okay? But that's fine, but still connect with us, okay? Just say, hi, hi. Pastor Johnny, things are going well. Who should I Who should I call, Pastor Johnny? You can call me. You can call anybody here, all the pastors, any of the staff members. Any of the, if you feel good about this person or that person or whatever the case may be, then you just go to them and let them minister to you and let them help you. Or take a next step and get involved with what we do at the church, church here, whether it's a group or whether it's in a dream team. Uh, and we wanna, we don't really want to disciple you. We want to connect with you and make sure that you are taken care of. Amen? Is that good? So if you feel like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll connect with you later, Pastor Johnny, do it two ways. One, info at cfcsa.co.za or connect 4991. Amen? So text us the word and we will connect with you in the days to come. Amen. Are you guys ready for the word? The Beatitudes? Amen. So the title of my message is The Power of Meekness. The Power of Meekness. You have the notes obviously in your app, so you can go into your app and you can follow there. All the notes are in there. I've asked the guys to put everything in there. But hey, can I encourage you, rather take out your hard copy, old school, the the pages, you know. If you don't know what it is, the thing that makes your fingers go like this, right? And rather follow in there. Like Apostle Theo also said, if you have a good Bible and you read out of your Bible, you'll grow 10 times faster as a Christian. You will learn 10 times faster as a Christian. So that's what I want to encourage you guys to do. Today's message is a very relevant message in the world that we are living in. I love this series on, um, on the Beatitudes. It's really a great series. And in week one, Pastor Greg spoke about blessed to realize that when you are spiritually destitute, you can come to God. Isn't that amazing? It's a blessing. It's a blessing to know when you are spiritually destitute that you can come to God. It's a blessing. There are people that don't know. They don't know. They don't know. And then in week two, teacher Paul spoke about blessed are those that mourn. And that seems like such a weird subject. You know, how can you say blessed are you that mourn? But it talks about binding up the brokenhearted, like we did here tonight. And the Lord is saying, if you can have that around you where your wounds can be bound up, blessed are they that mourn. Because there will be somebody that will help you on your journey. Isn't that amazing? Many people go through life without anybody there to help them, thinking, really, is this the best it will ever be? So that is what we're going to look at today. So confess this with me. Say, say this. There is power in meekness. So we're going to be looking at meekness. So go with me in Matthew. We're going to be looking at this scripture in Matthew 5 from verse 1 and 5. Follow in your notes or in your old school Bible. That's the better way. It says here, and seeing the multitude, Jesus, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, Blessed. That was what we did in week one. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed, number two, week number two, with teacher Paul. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And then tonight. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, in this portion of Scripture, each statement, as you could see, starts with the word blessed. And in this world where we are finding ourselves in, where everything just seems to be, I mean, wars and rumors of wars. Does that sound familiar? Amen? Amen? And sometimes it makes our hearts a little bit unsettled. It's good to hear that there's so many, many things, even in mourning, that you can be blessed by that. Amen? Because there will be somebody to help you through that process. So it's good to know that this good news in the Bible, that's why it's called the good news. Amen? So meek is not a popular word. Nobody goes around and says, I'm meek. No, I think the opposite is actually true. Most people actually wanna say is, man, I'm confident, I'm aggressive, I'm ambitious, and people in the world are drawn to that. People are, for our understanding now, and I'm gonna correct it, but just just so we can go with it, many people think that somebody that is meek and mild is like jalapeno, one out of 10. Meekness is one out of 10. And that's not true. Listen to this. Meekness is a spiritual position. It's not a physical position or an attribute. Oh, look at him, he's so meek. Look at her, she's really meek. As if it is bad, amen? So meek is not a popular word, but it is a Jesus word, amen? And we're gonna see what the Bible says. Look what it says in Matthew 11. It says, come unto me, Jesus speaking, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And that's what we did here tonight. We did what Jesus has told us to do. And I will give you rest. I want you to know, family, when we have burdens, when we are heavy laden, Jesus can give you rest. Amen? It goes on to say, take my yoke. So there will be times when things feel heavy that is upon you and lean or learn, sorry, learn of me. So in other words, when you have a yoke, when you have something that's oppressing you, that's heavy, that's a burden to carry, I want you to take that yoke that is upon you and learn of me. Learn when you are feeling oppressed, when things are heavy, when things are burdensome. For I am meek. Wow. And lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. I love this. In other words, when I have a yoke, Jesus says, learn from me. What must I learn, Lord? Learn that I am meek, so you have to be meek, and you have to be lowly in heart, not in position. Because we believe sometimes, or the perception is great, meekness is the one that's the doormat. The one that's always doing the, the, the rubbish jobs. That's the meek one. Like, he's so meek, you know. doesn't complain much. So meek. That is a wrong understanding of meek. Lowly in heart. So it's got to do, meekness has got to do something with the heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. It goes on to say, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we learn how to be meek and lowly of heart, then it is easy. Does that make sense? Or let me rather put it this way we will then have the ability to do it perfectly, being meek. Say it with me again meekness is not weakness. Say again, weakness, <laughs> no, meekness. It's not weakness. Jesus says he will give you rest. Use his system and learn from it so that you can rest in the world and the demands of the world. Put the Lord first in my life. Now the rich and ruler also came to Jesus at one time, he had everything. He was rich. The Bible says that he was rich. He had everything, seemingly. But for him to come to Jesus and say, listen, I've done all these things. What else can I do? There was something in his life that was not right. He knew it. There was burdens in his life, things that were weighing him down. And Jesus knew it. It wasn't a lack of money. Man, just go spend a million bucks and you'll feel better. Go and buy a Ferrari. Or maybe in those days, go and buy a like a donkey. Fast donkey, two donkeys. (laughs) Amen. So Jesus knew it wasn't because of lack of provision, but there was other demands of the world that was on, and he knew that he had to become meek, and he was not willing to pay the price. Many are not willing to pay that price. Look what it says in Matthew 19. Here it says, but many who are first will be last, and the last first. Not many say that, I will be last. I'm not the first guy, so please, you guys go ahead, eat all the food, if there's anything left, I'll have the last. And many people think that that is a form of meekness as as well, but there's strength, power in meekness, and I'm gonna explain it to you now, all right? So what is meekness? I'm gonna lay a good foundation. I'm gonna give you three or four scriptures. Then I'm gonna tell you what it is. And then we're gonna look at three things that it represents, okay? You ready? So what is meekness? Let's read it and let's lay a foundation. Number one, Psalm 23, uh, 25, it says this. The humble he guides in justice and the humble he teaches his way. The humble he guides in justice and the humble he teaches his way. In other words, we have to be, to be and it will become, become clearer as I speak about it more and more and more, to really, have, to really understand the concept of meekness, I have to be humble. Because then God can teach me His way. Does it make sense, family? Does it make sense? Oh yeah, amen. Let's go to Matthew. It says here, the meek and lowly are fortunate. These scriptures seem to be so opposite what the world is doing right now. The arrogant, the confident, the one that gets the worm, the early bird, okay? Those are the guys that are fortunate, they make the bucks because that's how our minds have been programmed and in a minute or so you'll see why that is not so. For the meek and lowly are fortunate for the whole wide world belongs to them. That's amazing. Matthew 5. In the message translation, it says it this way. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. I mean, I know there's a lot of pressure. Many people, they are not happy who they are. You want the hair. The nails. The makeup. The guys. They want the cars. The jeans. The swagger. They're not happy who they are, and you're always trying to compete with the rest of the world. And then you, on top of that, you you watch Instagram and Facebook and you think, look at these people. They have perfect lives. Meantime, I've told you this before. You uh, for those of you who've been here, what is all of that? Fake news. It's not real. Even Kim Kardashian, 50% of her followers are bots. Okay, all right, you guys will get that one on your way out, okay, right? So she's not that famous, she's only 50% famous, all right? You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. How many of us can truly say that we are content just who we are? I don't think anybody here can say that. So there's something that we can learn about this tonight. No more, no less, okay? Just who we are, no more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. Isn't that true? Huh? I mean, when you're content, you don't care about the latest cell phone, the latest BM, the latest tires, the latest hair, imported. <laughs> the nails. You know, these things really, I mean... And, and we try and portray an image and ladies. I'd, let me not say anything, okay? Enough, enough, okay? Moses was prideful. He tried to deliver the nation of, of Israel himself first. But when he went into the wilderness, he became meek, even to the point where he said to the Lord, I can't speak. I can't say anything. How, how can you trust me? But then, God empowered him and told him, you will deliver the people. And so Moses is known today as the deliverer of the nation of Israel from Egypt. And he knew who he was in God, in Christ, if I could put it that way. And yet in his meekness, he delivered them. He would hit the water and the seas would part. He would speak to the rock and the water would come forth. He would hit the rock and the water would come forth and many, many miracles would come forth, but in meekness and in a lowly heart. Because Moses, even himself, writes in the Bible, he was very, very humble, amen? Isaiah was meek. We see that in many places in the book of Isaiah, it talks about to forego your power, to forego your influence, to forego your power over things and over people and and processes. Jesus Christ is meek, we saw that, but he's no pushover, no pushover. So look what it says here. Say this with me, meekness is not weakness. Amen? How, Pastor Johnny? Okay, let me give you a couple. Meekness is submitted power. So you could have all the power in the world to rule nations... Okay, let's not say you're the ultimate power. Let's just say you work in a company and you're into senior management. You've got all the power. You can do the hiring, the firing, the do's, the don'ts, the no's, the forwards, the backwards, everything. But for you to understand, meekness would be not to wield your power in a negative way, but to use your power for good, like Spider-Man, to use your power for good by being meek knowing at any time I can say to this one, come, you go, and they do whatever I say. So the Roman centurion is an example for me of meekness, coming to the Lord Jesus. Don't come under my roof. He wasn't trying to be arrogant, amen? So meekness is submitted power. So if you're wielding it, overreaching it, your power, then you need to change that because of meekness is when you have all the power, but you submit it to an authority above you. It's always good to have somebody that you must report to. The minute you're not accountable to anybody, you're gonna do some mukhukheit. Amen, family? Next one. Meekness is the Spirit of God taming us in our action. Just think of that. In other words, you can, the Bible talks about Everything is good for you. Everything is profitable. But not all things are acceptable. And in the same way is that the Spirit of God tames us in our action. You know you can do it. I can go, I can go and buy that packet of sweets, sweets. I can go and buy that box of cookies. I can go and buy this thing or that thing or whatever the case may be. And the, the, the Spirit of God will say, no, 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 don't do it. Or you can go in, this. let's get a little bit more dramatic because a lot of you can't relate to that, you don't do that. But maybe you, you, can, you, you wanna do something sinful in your life and you just wanna give in to that sinful lust or whatever the case may be. And the Spirit of God is the one that can tame you in that situation. And for you to be tamed by the Spirit of God is meekness. Because not my will be done, if I can use those words, but God's will be done in that situation. Does it make sense? Amen? Let's look at another one. Meekness is surrendered strength under control. So it's not freaking out. You're flipping out about the, the, I mean, you drive in the traffic, you must see yourself. How many of you can relate to that? How many of you know that person? Okay, so I mean, flipping out in the traffic, and then when you're on Sunday here, we're nice, we're calm, we got it together, I'm under control, fruit of the Spirit. Meekness, when nobody's watching, is surrendered strength under control. Yes, you can do it, man. I know. Just going to take it easy. Amen. Next one. Meekness is under the reign of the master. In other words, like a horse, you know. You can let a horse run, and if the horse knows you, when you pull in the reins, it knows, okay, you're not trying to hurt me, you're just pulling it in a little bit slower, slower, stop, stop, okay, all right, all right, let's go, let's go forward. And that's the same way I see this, meekness is under the reign of the master. You can run as fast as you want to, but you know when the master just pulls you in, just reins you in, that is meekness. Does this make sense, family? I mean, you have all this power, all this strength, all this this ability, but yet you decide for yourself that I'm going to submit it to God, submit it to the Holy Spirit, bring it under control, and that in your strength, in your power is meekness. That takes a lot of self-discipline, I suppose, or discipline of God to do. Here's another one. Meekness is surrender meekness is surrender meekness is not a feather it's not a all over the place and get blown from this side to that side meekness is surrender I think in today's age we can surrender more we can allow meekness to operate more and more in our life amen amen you know, when looking at these, you might say, "Yeah, this meekness one, this number three, it's not a lack of one. You know, it's maybe multiple choice. Out of the eight, can I not cho- choose one, four, six, and eight? I'll leave that number three one. That one doesn't work really. I-, I don't relate to it so well, you know. I just can't, you know. I don't know how to do it. The Beatitudes family is not a multiple choice. You have to do them all. Because Jesus said, let me tell you, of how I want your attitude to be. Here are eight things that you should do. And when you do them, you're blessed. Because I know it takes courage. I know you have to submit yourself. I know you can do whatever you want because you're a free moral agent. But if you submit to the Spirit of God, to the Lord, allow Him to reign you in under His control, under the reign of the Holy Spirit, you are blessed. You are blessed. Now, There is no one more powerful on the earth when you do these things. There's no one more powerful on the planet than a person that is surrendered, meek to the power of the Holy Spirit. No one more powerful. Can you imagine with all that power, what good you could do for the kingdom of God? Good for your life. Amen? So say with me again, meekness is not weakness now look what it says here in James 2 I love this scripture I love this scripture this is absolutely amazing scripture it says therefore lay aside because how do you do this now so Pastor John, okay, you've told us these are the criteria All right. so, so here's the scripture to confirm what we need to do so therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness Ah, oh, that's our scripture and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So this tells me, family, we are to lay aside faultiness and overflow, and receive with meekness the implanted word—something that will go into my heart. Remember, meekness is not a, a, a physical position. You don't—you can't see when somebody approaches. Look how meek they are. Meekness is a. Spiritual position. So therefore we are to lay aside faultiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. In other words, when the word is implanted into my heart, meekness, I become meek and therefore it saves my soul. Amen? All right. How do I lay it aside? Three things. One. A repentant heart. A repentant heart. You know, for some of us, we can't even say, I'm sorry. When you're in a situation and you've perhaps embarrassed somebody, or you've um, you've done something on purpose and you shouldn't have done it, and inside of you, inside of everything inside of you wants to say, say sorry. You get to that point where you say, I I um, I was. wrong just say it just say I was wrong I'm sorry I promise you family that yoke falls off you like 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 it falls off you you see when we become heavy laden and burdened it's because every time of the day when you should be saying I'm sorry I was wrong in that situation you see that takes strength It takes strength to say, I'm sorry. It takes strength to say, I was wrong. Because anybody can just say, ah, know, just grow up, man. Just just live with it, man. Don't be so sensitive. (laughs) But when the Spirit of God tells us, listen, apologize. Say you're sorry. Say you were wrong. Just say it. Because if you don't, you just heap one more yoke. One more yoke. One more more yoke. And eventually you cannot even stagger to what it is that you should be doing because you're just so heavy laden so burdened with the things of the world and then that one little thing just puts you over the edge meekness I promise you I've many times many times I had to apologize many times many times and as I was about to say it, I, I was Is something wrong with you? No, I'm. It feels like I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to make a fool out of myself. I'm going to lose the respect other people might have of me. But you know what? I just want to say, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I have found the opposite. People will respect you. And you get rid of those yokes. So you can walk free in Christ. Meekness. If you can't say sorry, you are lacking meekness. Amen, family? A repentant heart. Is that good? Second one, a receptive spirit. Colossians says that I am filled with the knowledge of your will, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Ephesians says, we are blessed with all spiritual blessing. So we have to have a receptive spirit. Our spirit, the Holy Spirit is telling us all the time, you did wrong there, don't do that, apologize. But my spirit has to be the receptive spirit inside so that my spirit can live inside of me. So that I can be free, no yokes, no bondages, no chains just because you can't say I'm sorry, just because you can't say I'm wrong. Try it quickly there amongst yourself. Just lean to your neighbor and just say to them, I was wrong. I can see only five of you did it, so yeah, I can see this is very difficult. Thank you, you guys helped me to prove this is difficult. Try it, but but I didn't do anything wrong. Just try it, just lean to your other neighbor, the guy that you actually really wanted to say to the first time, just lean over to them and say to him, I was wrong. Need to the neighbor in front of you and say, I'm sorry. <sighs> can you feel it? Like, like, wait is off you. You guys there, can you feel it? There, those guys there. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? It just feels like say it again. Say it again. Come on, come and say it again. Say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. If you can do it when it counts, she, you will feel empowered. I promise you. Receptive spirit. The third one, a responsive life. Don't be only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So tonight you've now, you've now heard it. Now go and do it. That's why you did it already amongst. So next time when you really have to apologize, it's gonna be easy. You, know, you won't have to say, uh, you just say, I was wrong was wrong but mean it a responsive life so don't just be hearers of the word only but be doers of the word in other words family we're going to have tender hearts but thick skins tender hearts and thick skins that doesn't make you a doormat doesn't make you fragile but you know that God is in control because If people wanna try and embarrass you, God will come up for you. Because God said, blessed are they that are meek. So a blessing is in store for you. There are three rewards when I live a lifestyle of meekness or a lifestyle of surrender. Look at this. Number one, you live with an uncommon security. You live with an uncommon security. So in other words, the world of opinions of people do not own you. Maybe more people should live like that and don't be so sensitive. You're making problems for yourself. <laughs> you live a life of uncommon security, nothing. You see, if you meek, if you apologize, you will be secure in who you are. We're living in a world where people are way too sensitive. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Number two, you live with a higher perspective. In other words, you have more knowledge about the situation. You have more experience about the situation. You have the Holy Spirit that's telling you, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm not going to be baited into arguments. I'm not going to do something that tomorrow I'm going to get canceled. (laughs) I have a higher perspective. Twitter is not your life. I have a higher perspective. That means that I'm not going into harshness, but I'm going being harnessed by the Holy Spirit. Amen, family? Look what it says here in Proverbs. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Number three, you live with a supernatural power. When you can just say in any situation, no matter who the person with you, know them, don't know them, if you've done something wrong, I apologize, it's my fault. I'm sorry, please forgive me. You control the power. Blessed are they that are meek. Knowing that when this kind of persecution comes or just living like this every day, there's a blessing on its way. Because God said, blessed are they that are meek. Amen, family. So listen to this meekness or the power of God is the providing place for my provision let me say it again meekness or the power of God is the providing place for my provision if I stay in that state of meekness under the reign of the Holy Spirit under the control of the Master under the surrender of the Holy Spirit my provision is there God is going to take care of me. More meekness, more power. More meekness, more power. Amen. So let me, let me just talk to you here tonight as we lean in. I am convinced, I know, there are some of you tonight that is here that are struggling in this area of your life. Meekness is not a beatitude that is celebrated in your life. You're not known as a person that is meek. Remember, meek is not a physical position. Meekness is a spiritual position. And if you're struggling in that area, I want you to know that we want to help you. And here at the church, as you know, we got freedom groups. We can deal with perhaps some emotions that needs to be restored. We can deal with some pasts, some yesterdays. We can take you on a journey. Whatever it is that you need, we can help you so that you do not have to struggle in this area of your life. Amen? So if that is you and you would like to do that, please remember, call us at freedom at CFC. Uh, sa.co.za or call us at the church or uh, text the word freedom at 4991 and we will connect with you in the day I want you to know family that I really want us to see all of us including myself walk free especially in this area of my life meekness is not weakness but meekness is power in God amen every head bowed every eye closed Thank you, Jesus. No one moving around. Thank you. Father, I thank you. Tonight as your people have come to surrender to you, that they will will learn this attribute of meekness. Father, we thank you that it's not a physical position, but it is a spiritual position. Holy Spirit, move upon our hearts. Heal us. Restore us. Let us be under the power of the Holy Ghost. Let us be under the reign of the master. Let us be under the surrender of God. And in that power, we thank you, Father, for meekness. Knowing that we can do it, but we submit ourselves to you, your guidance, your direction, your leading, your wisdom, weakness, meekness, is not weakness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Every head bowed still, every eye closed. If you are here tonight, you say, Pastor Johnny, I do not know Jesus. And I've just heard this message and I realized that I need to make Jesus Lord and Savior of my life. And in a moment, I'm gonna give you that opportunity. Number two, if you say, Pastor Johnny, I used to serve the Lord, but sadly I backslid. So many things have gone wrong in my life. I'm not sure that God will receive me back. I want you to know that He's standing ready. Ready with open arms to receive you back, restore you into a relationship with Him. Or thirdly, you might say, Pastor Johnny, I do not have assurance of my salvation. I don't know if, if I were to leave this place here tonight, get driven over by a truck or an accident or whatever, whether I would go to heaven or hell. The Bible says that you must know that you have eternal life. 1 John 5, 13. So if that is you at any one of those three invitations, one, I want to make Jesus Lord and Savior of my life. Number two, I want to restore my relationship with the Lord Jesus. Or number three, I want to have assurance of my salvation. If that is you, at the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Are you ready? One, two, three. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. In the auditorium. Wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. See those hands. Thank you. See those dedications. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to ask you that raise your hand to say this prayer after me. And everybody else, will not you join in and say it with us. Say this. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. Father, I believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior I confess it now with my mouth I thank you that you died for me on a cross and from this moment I am your child and you are my Lord thank you Jesus amen praise the Lord well come on let's just rejoice with him congratulations